Scout Shadows, a young half-Native American and Hispanic boy, sat under a tree every night in the backyard of their HUD home on the reservation, where he and his family had moved to when he was nine. It was the first tree that his father, his brothers, and he had planted when they moved to the reservation in northeast Kansas. Scout's father said to his sons as they dug a hole in the ground and filled it with water, The roots of this tree is like our home. People can feel the trunk of the tree, admire the beauty in the branches and the leaves, but the roots are what feeds the tree and allows it to grow. Our home is the root of your growth. Take care of it, and remember, respect your roots. Housing was brought to Scout and his family, the dark, silent, but peaceful place where he and his family lived. Government housing allowed Scout and his sibling a place to lay their heads after a long day at school and work, but mostly it was their father and mother's version of the American dream. Home ownership for most minorities was only a dream, let alone a reality. Therefore, when the opportunity arose, Scout and his family made the two-hour journey out of the city and made their way to the reservation. Scout usually made his way to the backyard, where his father, brothers, and he had planted trees. Scout's father built a bench out of discarded two-by-fours. His father was very handy in that way. Scout leaned against the tree as he sat on the bench and counted the stars as they appeared in the sky as dusk gave way to the darkness of night. After hours of counting stars and contemplating about the constellations, Scout's thoughts drifted to images of notable Native American athletes like Jim Thorpe and Billy Mills as well as other sports and historical events that took place throughout American history. Scout loved reading about these great men and their athletic accomplishments as they had lived and dealt with the challenges of being a Native American. Scout also enjoyed learning, which came from the constant urging of his parents, who worked hard so that Scout and his siblings would someday have a better life. Scout studied the great chiefs and tribes that battled the European invaders, but he also read classic literature, which his mother said would help Scout to understand the people that sailed the seas hundreds of years ago and who had arrived on the shores of his ancestors' lands. But as much as he loved learning, Scout loved sports. And just like Jim Thorpe, Billy Mills, and many other Native American athletes, Scout was a natural. He was gifted. And though Scout and his ancestors had survived, Scout always carried the words of a tribal elder with him, who had played football for Haskell Indian Boarding School. The elder shared his memories with Scout, as images of great Native American athletes danced in his head. It is said that time heals all wounds, Scout. Throughout history, sport has brought people together from various walks of life, as our apparent differences and laws kept us apart. And as you move into the future, your future, welcome the challenges of tomorrow. But always remember, it is imperative to keep in mind that the wounds of our past, the wounds of your ancestors, let those wounds serve as a reminder that we, our people, and you have survived. As a young boy, Scott was befriended by a wealthy boy who lived in a nearby town. It was a long six miles from the reservation. Scout and Jackson met one summer afternoon at the municipal swimming pool. Scout and Jackson were two of the fastest swimmers in the county, 
and as the two swimmers kicked and stroked their way to the finish line, their hands touched exactly at the same time, just like Sunday Silence and Easy Gore as they headed towards the finish line in the Kentucky Derby. But as Scout and Jackson rose from the clear, chlorine-scented waters of the pool to see who had won, a judge raced to the official in Jackson's lane and tapped him on the shoulder, indicating that Jackson had touched first and therefore was the winner of the competition. A chorus of boos came from a group of Native American kids who watched through the wires of the fence that lined the pool as they protested the judge's decision. As Jackson and Scout stood, the judge reached and raised Jackson's hand, giving the Native American kids a scowl that indicated he was in charge. Not wanting to give any indication that he was a sore loser, Scout graciously turned and shook Jackson's hand, 